NHL Fantasy. Okay, well, we're alive. Uh, a lot of other players aren't. Surprisingly, uh, my knees are intact. Yeah, if, if we were NFL players, likely that story would be a little bit different. <laughs> We'd all be on crutches. This is Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast 88. It's our week to recap. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to the listener to the website, topshelffantasy.com. Uh, the listener league registration's over because the season has started, so we don't need to keep saying that anymore. But it is looking pretty competitive. We got a couple of good teams yeah. in there. There was actually a big trade in there. Yeah. CH going for Kareem oh, yeah. Hunt and Chris Carson. Why don't we let, let's talk about that for our listeners at the top? I think that's a good deal. It's interesting. It's certainly interesting. I mean, Chris Carson's looked great. Yeah. I, trading two running backs away for CEH, I don't think is the correct move. Yeah. Um, but. It's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was selling high on Cream Hunt, but I honestly don't know if this is as high as he can go. <laughs> I know. I, I, it, the question is: Is he selling high, or is he making a mistake and cutting cutting right. loose of a guy that's going to be this consistent? And I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, who who knows? The Browns don't even know. So yeah, right, right. I, it, it's good to get two to get two for one. Fantastic. I mean, it, it increases your odds of having somebody to play each week, especially you've seen the injuries come through this week. So right. it's smart, but. I don't know that it works out. I don't know that it works out for either side. It, it has risk, inherent risk, but I don't know. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and just before we get into everything, we are going to cover each individual injury and each piece of news in our next podcast because this podcast is really just going to be dedicated with going over each game, what some of the fantasy implications were, what we saw from a fantasy perspective and how things change. We're going to be talking about those injuries anyway, and, and likely not as in-depth, though, as we would on our next podcast. So, And I'm also sure, as a listener, you, you, you want to stop hearing about the injuries. <laughs> you want to hear I something know. else. When they kept pouring in on my phone, I was like, another one? It was 45 another minutes, one? and I had a fourth cart update. When I my yeah. first check of the day was at like twelve thirty and I was stuck playing baseball and I, I come to my phone and I see like nine or ten notifications from Sleeper and I click on it and I'm like oh I must have I must be having a great day I have so many touchdown <laughs> notifications yeah, injury 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 I was like are you serious death death no. and so, yeah it was all it wasn't like oh he twisted his ankle he missed a drive and came back it was like so and so has been carted off the field Nick Bosa has been carted off the field Solomon yeah. Thomas has been carted off the field two <laughs> plays later and it like every single one started with not good yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Saquon Barkley is dead. So, all right, let's Speaking well, of, let's start with that. So, Bears Giants, uh, Bears win seventeen to thirteen. They probably shouldn't have people sitting here looking like at Trubisky as if he, you know, is going to do anything. But the Giants lost Saquon Barkley, and I think, and they ended up losing Sterling Shepard too. So, uh, the only note we have on this game is gross. Uh, I think Monty got hurt at one point, so I really don't yeah, even know what we can talk about moving forward for this team. I will um, say of of um, just because we don't have notes, I have the stats up, and 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 as far as stats go, five yards a carry for David Montgomery, eighty-two yards. That's that's uh, kind of what you're looking for. He had forty-five yards receiving, one touchdown, so that's that's good. Um, from what I hear, he shouldn't miss too much time. Um, but other than that, there's no good notes on Chicago side either. Well, I mean, Miller was erased, who is somebody that we were, you know, very excited about, um, after week one. Um, and then Slayton just seemed to disappear as well on the giant side. So 
big wait and see, I think, on, on those guys. I, I don't think either of them are droppable. Um, but where I thought Slayton was going to be a weekly starter might, you know, be be something different. And, Corey, I know you're a big Slayton guy, so I don't know. With Shepard hurt and Barkley hurt, I mean, how do you feel about starting Slayton week in and week out? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to still trot him out there just with the the ceiling that he's shown he can provide you. Um I want to see at least, I want to see more bad performances before I bench him. Uh, I, I still think he's startable uh, in all formats. And if you do have Sterling Shepard going down, Saquon Barkley going down, there is the idea that he's going to see increased um, targets, but there's also the idea that he's going to see increased coverage. So, right. I mean, I, I certainly have my reservations, and I don't want to say he's he's still a mortal lock, but week three he'll be in my lineup, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I um, in my opinion, I, I don't see anything wrong with uh, a down week here and there i mean chicago bears getting the face of daniel jones is not something that i you know i'm surprised about so i'm totally fine with it i i, I know that the slayton will be someone that people are on the fence about playing next week but not even looking at the matchup now i'm still comfortable with it uh all right cowboys did not deserve to win this game cowboys did not deserve to be anywhere near a position to even try to win this game but they won the game Atlanta cannot get out of their own way. They're the choke artists of of all times. Did you see the stat? I did. If you score 39 points in the NFL with zero turnovers before this game, you were 144-0. 144. No, no. I thought it was 440-0. It could have been that. It was an astronomically huge number. Or no, no. Maybe it was. I couldn't remember the exact stat either. But there was some some streak that was snapped because basically of that you're numbers. undefeated if if you're scoring 39 right. points with zero turnovers. Uh, I mean, this game we talked about it, it was going to be an offensive bloodbath. It, there was about seventy. There were 79 points scored. Um, and as as bad as the Cowboys looked, if this is what's going to happen for the if this is the Cowboys season, I want all the Cowboys. And and we actually owe Dow's a shotgun for for saying I don't even know who the who is it Danny Danny Dalton, Schultz Dalton, Dalton, Dalton Schultz baby Dalton Schultz I mean he he ended up showing up on the stat sheet so it's almost like if these are the game scripts the Cowboys are going to be in Gallup C D Cooper Zeke the tight end uh uh you get the stat yeah Craig was right four hundred forty <laughs> and O. If you scored, if you scored 39, 39 points and no turnovers, Way 448 Way to go. And the Falcons happens. are like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw it was um, sometime this morning. Uh, this was the worst Atlanta Falcons lost or blown lead since the Super Bowl when they did it to the Patriots. I'm like, oh, just 28 to 3. Uh, just twist keep the it knife, coming. You know? But, I mean, again, even on the Falcons side in a loss, losses, I, I could give a shit in fantasy football if you win, lose, or draw. Matt Ryan, effective day, four touchdowns, 273 yards. Calvin Ridley seems to be the stud wide receiver there. Julio's struggling to catch the ball. He's got a hammy. He had a hammy. Yep. And then uh, Russell Gage, the the dynamic wide receiver slash quarterback. Yeah, he's out there chucking bombs. Great ball to Julio that he just straight up got. If Julio would have reined that in, that would have been a fantastic one. And then, I mean, Gage still showing up with six for 46 and a touch. So. Gage looks legit, which is good to Ga- see. Gage is a must-own player, so if he's out on waivers anywhere, I mean, he should be on your roster right now, oh, yeah. especially with Julio being banged up. Gurley can't get anything going. I mean, the offense is going to be all through Matt Ryan and those receivers, and if that defense keeps playing this way, I mean, th- this is this is going to be typical Falcons for the rest of the season. Yeah, and the uh, positive note is Hayden Hurst showed up. 
Yep, for the first time. I mean, only two games, but it took him two games to show up. That's fantastic. Now he's on the board. Beautiful. Um, all right, Packers-Lions, which I feel like the Lions were competitive, but the Packers just, like, flexed their muscles, and then Aaron Jones was just, just kicked them all to the curb and said, yeah, Dad, I'm Aaron Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a ridiculous performance by him, but you're also the Lions down Kenny Galladay, which, you know, you don't want to make excuses, but it hurts. But I, And it, it does hurt. But I think this is overall very positive for the Lions moving forward and how their offense looked. I will say from a fantasy perspective, this is not great because the running back who scored the touchdown was carry on. The one who led the, the team in touches was DeAndre Swift. And the one who led the team in yards was Adrian Peterson. <laughs> so good luck yep, that's, trying to figure that out. At this point, I think last week we were kind of high on AP, said go out and get him. At this point, I'm more of like a wait and see if you haven't picked him up or if you, if you did. He might be on your bench this week. I mean... It's a it's a questionable start going forward. I mean, with a true three headed running back by committee, it's Patriots territory. You don't yeah. want any of them. It's I gross. Mean, the Lions are down a lot too, so there wasn't really much room for the actual rushing attempts. Mm. So they did have to have, um, you know, more you know Swift out there in the passing situation, and Carrion didn't catch anything, and AP didn't either. Uh, Hawkinson looked good. I, I yep. mean, another. I, I, Another 60-yard, 50-yard day. I, I don't have the stat in front of me directly. 62 yards. Um, Hawkinson looked good. Uh, Cephas, you know, underperformed, I think, in, in Galladay's position. Um, but if we go over to the Packers' side of the ball, I mean, other than Aaron Jones, I mean, Devontae Adams had a hamstring injury, came out of the game. MVS and Lazard still cannot neither one of them can pull away pull from away. each other. Yeah. I mean, at one point, MVS was down on the on the ground. you think Lazard would do it. Then MVS comes back into the game, catches a couple balls. He drops a couple balls. It's like neither one of them wants to be the wide receiver, too, for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and MVS seems like he's going to catch more of the deep passes. He had another 40-yard uh, bomb today to catch, or this, this game to catch. So uh, maybe Lazard, I don't know what his deal is. He's just not getting the looks downfield. or He's running the same routes that MVS is. It's... Right. It's not a lack of um, opportunity. It's just a lack of conversion of those opportunities, I suppose. But Devontae Adams had a down week for Devontae Adams' sake, but he's also dealing with an ankle coming in and now a hamstring. Yeah, so, I mean, he was banged up going in, and he missed time. Yeah, he came, he came out game. more banged up. So um, that's just an interesting thing to monitor as we move through the week. But you want to get on to the next matchup, which I believe is Titans-Jags. Yeah. Uh, this is This is a really weird game. Yeah. And I don't want to belabor the point because I know we have it for the next podcast, but the Jaguars won't die, man. No, they, they won't. We thought they were going to tank, and they don't seem to be tanking. Gardner Minshew's out here balling. Yes, and so that I was just going to say, and it's not DJ Shark that's the beneficiary of it. It's Keelan Cole. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what to think of the Jags. Yeah, All I know is that James Robinson needs to be a weekly starter. Absolutely, he's he's locked in now. That's yeah. it. That's uh, just watching some of his runs too. And the way he was able to read the the hole, like it was, it was actually very impressive. And and that is the point that will stick with Robinson throughout the rest of the year. He is an undrafted rookie that will be a RB two. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm stuck on Minshew, dude. Thirty for forty five and three hundred thirty nine yards and three touchdowns against a solid Tennessee defense, and coming off a week against a solid Colts defense. Like, if this is how he's gonna play against top half of the league defenses. I want to see him play a bad team. What does he got? What does he got? But, <laughs> well, he gets the Texans soon, so. Yeah, we'll get to see. And then on the flip side, obviously, Tannehill, um, you know, decent game, 239, but four touchdowns is where you really made your money if you're a fantasy owner. 
Um, Derrick Henry, maybe a little upset he didn't find the end zone. Down week for him, but he'll take it. And then John Smith absolutely exploded. Right. Yeah. And so in that, this is going to be the theme, I think, with uh, – I mean, Corey Davis found the end zone too, but there wasn't much there. I think this is going to be the theme with the Titans. It's going to be John U, Corey Davis, or A.J. Brown. I don't know all three of them are going to have massive weeks altogether. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, but I think John U proved this week he is a playable tight end. Maybe not a weekly starter, but a guy definitely that has that ability to do it. And it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out when the A.J. Brown comes back. But Yeah, I mean, you look at their box score, and you only had five players on the Titans catch passes this week, which is pretty I mean, they bizarre. Didn't, they didn't attempt a lot either. Yeah. I mean, it's like Mr. Efficiency coming in and just saying, hey, I'm just going to do what I need to do to win the game. And they won, you yeah. know? And if all you need to do is throw four touchdowns, I'll take that as a fantasy quarterback every <laughs> single day. Um. All right, Colts Vikings. So this is a shocker to me. The Vikings couldn't get anything going. Dalvin Cook couldn't find. Um, Dalvin Cook couldn't find the uh, the end zone. And somebody has a note in here that his usage has been way down. And that was a major concern of mine coming in. Was you see him get injured, you see his injury history, then you see what Madison could do. It's like, why would you give Cook the ball two hundred times? Yeah, and and the other thing too is his usage is down, but really the whole running back usage is down. It, so right. you look at him, you go, oh, he only had 14 carries. Well, Madison had three, and CJ Ham had one. So it's not like they're favoring somebody else. It's just that the running attack doesn't seem to be as efficient as it was. I mean, four and a half yards of carry is not bad, but maybe it's game flow. Maybe I mean, I was going to so, say, this is probably so this is more game flow it could flow be than because anything. the Vikings defense is bad. So like, They suck. Yeah. 21 minutes. Of the entire game they had of possession. Yeah. They they were almost, uh, uh, the Colts almost doubled the amount of time. So there was really nothing that they could do because, you know, on the flip side, Jonathan Taylor was just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And He looks and good. Yeah, he does. He, he looks good. I mean, I don't think I saw any, you know, huge breakaway runs or anything like that, but he did, uh, you know, he, he he looked like he was he was pounded in and, you know, they gave it to him 26 times. You know, Wilkins got it more than Naeem Hines did. Naheem um, Hines might be the bust of the week for pickups. You know, if you went out and spent a lot of your and that was, budget on that was the yeah. top guy, too. He didn't touch the ball. I mean, he yeah. had one catch. And he's going to be one of those guys where it's 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 game script. Yep. You know, when, when the Colts are up, why would they need to use right. Naheem Hines when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor who can just come in and chip away? Who, by the way, caught both of his targets, so cha-ching. So he is now 100% catch rate on, uh, you know, for running back who can't I'm, catch the ball. I'm just very, very happy it came out the exact way I thought it would. Marlon Mack goes down, Jonathan Taylor comes in, 100% roll, one week in the offense. Right. He's the guy. You know, well, right? they, they threw it for, you know, 25 attempts. I'm pretty sure going forward this is not going to be the same old story. I'm, yeah. uh, Naeem Hines will be involved. Um, they, I'm sure it's going to be next week when everyone sets them because they, you know, got under one point from them. So, <laughs> yep. well, right, and it's this is going to be the game all year. The, yep. Um, okay, Mo Alley Cox, looking like Antonio Gates. Like, oh, yeah. what the hell? It, just one guy I want to talk about because if you're looking for a tight end streamer, there might be no better tight end than the one tied to Philip Rivers. Yeah, he's one of those guys I don't usually have a lot of confidence in. Just because you don't really know what his role is going to be, even if he's on the field. And you know, like, Jack Doyle goes down. Great. I'm, I'm going to get the backup. Oh, it's Molly Cox. Like, I don't really know. Right. But if you play him in, like, a DraftKings, if you're into daily fantasy, by all means, he's worth <laughs> a flyer. And he's probably 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. They won't have fixed that in yeah. week three, I don't think. No. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys want to move to the Bills-Dolphins? Because this, this was a fun game. I, I caught a couple minutes of the game. 
and just young Josh Allen going at it with old man Fitzmagic, and yeah. neither one would give up. It's real, real nice and encouraging to see Josh Allen connecting with Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I know that was a concern for a lot of people. Can can he hit him? Can they be effective get together? Can they get in sync? I mean, eight receptions for 153 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's in sync. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. And he found John Brown, too. So, I mean, this dude, he found Cole Beasley for a couple big plays as well. So, I mean, Josh Allen's finding his playmakers while just stealing everything from Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Yeah, Yeah. he actually didn't run that much in this game, passed over 400 yards. It was definitely a better uh, game script or a. um, you know, idea to go out there and have him throw a little bit more on uh, the Dolphins. And, you know, it seemed to really work out. You know, Singletary didn't do much. Moss didn't do much. Um, and then realistically, that's pretty much it for the Bills. Moving over to the uh, Dolphins. Uh, Miles Gaskin is the starting running back, I think. Yeah, I now. mean, I, I still don't know that I can answer that question, but it appears so. Yeah, he seems to be on the field uh, more than anybody else. If you combine his, you know, rushing and uh, and receiving, yeah, I mean, he had more touches than any other back in that backfield. Uh, Jordan Howard once again with the TD, but once again went backwards. So <laughs> it's it's baffling. He's going to do apparently like the Legarrette Blunt goal line vulture stuff, and that's really going to be about it. Which like more power to him. Get paid to carry the ball five times a game and go backwards most of it, but. If you're willing to bet on one guy right now, would would you bet on Gaskins moving forward, or do we still think that Breida can take the job? You mean like so? So here's the thing: Gaskins is going to be a major pickup. Yeah. Right. And well, that's what I was going to say. So I'm, uh, the three of them are not all out on waivers. So it's not like you have the decision to say, "Oh, who which one am I going to pick up?" But if I had to just guess who the guy is, just hypothetically. I think you're gonna keep rolling with Gaskin. He doesn't. It's not like he looks bad. Six and six point six yards a carry, right? Is good. So it's probably his job until he loses it. Uh, yeah, he, and I would it agree could with very that. well be one of those things. He fumbles it once, and Flores says, "You're out, Breida. Go have at it." Maybe Breida pops. That's yep. gonna be his best. How shot. how much fab would you spend on Gaskins? One dollar. Yeah. Really? I was gonna say like six to eight. It's not so much it's Gaskin or or Breida or Howard. It's just the Miami backfield. I kind of felt a little dirty thinking that it would be good going into the season um but i really thought that Breida would be the one that would you know come out of it and apparently that's not the case so you know when i'm looking at three-headed backfield in a backfield that really doesn't produce much anyway uh, i don't know if i really want any of that um so on our preview podcast we skipped over the 49ers jets oh we're skipping over the 49ers just because the only thing to talk about was the injuries. Right. Yeah. So we can go to the Rams and Eagles because there's nothing to talk about. Do either of you guys want to talk about any of that? Nope. I have no need to. Okay. I mean, there's something off the field. The MRI machine that tried to get to the 49ers broke down on the way. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. Rams, Eagles. Uh, oh, boy. The Eagles look like they're in trouble. I, I was don't so know what's surprised going on. by this. I, I I don't I don't know what's happening and I'm not willing to say that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I just think that offense doesn't know what it's doing yet. Yeah, and you and you know I'm not a Wentz guy, like by any means. He's but, not a bad quarterback. But it's not his fault. Right. You are you're saying, Hey Carson, can you go out there and uh just figure it out? 
because I'm not really going to call good plays for the situation. I'm not really going to put players in positions to succeed, to succeed around you. I'm not going to bring in any extra talent. I'm going to give you a rookie and then maybe Deshaun Jackson. So they're all burners. Can you just figure it out and maybe chuck the ball deep? Oh, wait, but I'm also not going to give you any time to throw it because you're going to get sacked constantly. So right. where is he supposed to succeed is the question. And I don't, I don't know. And again, I'd love to blame it on Wentz. I just don't think it's all his fault. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think Wentz is still a a top quarterback in the league. Um, and I know it's debatable. It's, I mean, it's this tough. Is, this is it's tough when guys like Burrow and Cam Newton are jamming oh, themselves into the top twelve. Right. Well, I I meant from an actual NFL perspective, yes, yes. fantasy wise. I think right now Wentz is looking close to droppable. Yeah. Um. I, I have to see a major improvement from Wentz before I feel comfortable starting him. Because like you said, I mean, I'm I'm willing to play Burrow over Wentz right now. I'm I'm willing to go and get Ryan, Fitzmagic. Ryan Tannehill, forty five percent owned. <laughs> yep. Like, and we have the bet of Wentz versus Tannehill, so I I need something to happen. And again, you there's when we say droppable, I think as well, people should realize we I think almost across the board as top 12 guys, do not roster two quarterbacks right. under any circumstance. I will drop my one quarterback for the one quarterback I intend to play. I'm not going to keep one on my bench and wait and see because there are guys that you can just pull in and out. It doesn't matter. Right. If somebody and swoops it, in and picks up cars and wants to sit on the bench, cool. That's an extra roster spot for me. Right. And right, and an extra guy you can get in, in free agency. Um, all right. So, so Sanders looks 100%. So that was, that was good to see. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. Because Daryl Henderson just shows up out of nowhere. Uh, well, I guess it took a Malcolm Brown injury, uh, yeah. to be honest. But um, he did a lot with it. You know, six point eight yards per carry. Um, you know, he had a big run, forty uh, yards, and then the other eleven attempts, he still had forty yards with it. Yeah, it's got your, the touchdown. And your the, classic you know, carpe diem situation. You're on yeah, the field, make it happen. Right. Yeah. And he, you know, he caught two balls for forty yards too. So the guy actually did a lot, and I think that that'll be something that they would like to continue to use going forward. K-Makers is going to be out for a little bit. So, you know, Brown and Henderson should be able to work together. I think that Henderson didn't play that much the previous game. I'm not sure if he was completely out or not. can't remember. But either way, he was still hampered a, a little bit with his, I think it was a hamstring he, injury or something. Who, like Malcolm that. Brown? Uh, Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Oh, Henderson. Um, so, so I do think that, you know, it does show that he will be involved. Um, you know, he did earn it at least. Um, you know, and from the wide receiver perspective, it's just sad. Well, I, I mean, Cooper Cup went over 100 yards, but then he put the ball on the ground. Yeah, he went over. He had he had two carries for 19 yards and 81 uh, 81 receiving yards. Um, Oh, there it is. Correctly, yes. Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods scores the TD. Van Jefferson gets five targets for 45 yards, and then here comes Tyler Higby out of freaking nowhere, just steals everything. Yeah, he goes and grabs three touchdowns. He's a selfish, selfish son of a bitch. But if you – I know it's it's so hard to do this. We do it every week. But if Cooper Cup catches one of those touchdowns, he has like a 16-point day, and you're like, sure. okay, cool, that's a good performance. I'm satisfied with that. You drafted him to score you in that 14 to 18-point range. He hasn't done it yet. So you're sitting there like, ah, come on, man. But he's right there. He's on the cusp. He could have had 12 if he didn't fumble. He could have had 18 if he scores the touchdown. You're right. playing a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, but they – they're what get you by week to week in fantasy football. Cooper Cup right now is the definition of buy low, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, if somebody drafted him, they are probably looking for a decent deal to get out of him. Right. right. Um, Steelers, Broncos, your boy looked good. 
and you said that James Conner was dead. <laughs> I mean, R.I.P. to the haters and losers, <laughs> because James Conner is back with a vengeance. I right told here. a couple people on on Twitter too to start Conner. I and like saw I that. felt so salty about it, but I was like, it's the right play. <laughs> I saw that and was so mad. It was the right play. I mean, it turned out to be right. A hundred yards and he scores and erases Benny Snell. He because had when he is healthy on the field, they will play him. Yeah, he had a lot of it on one play. Oh, but it counts. But it counts in fantasy, and that's the thing. It was, is that it, was, it was also towards the end of the game or the end of the half. I can't remember which one it was. Either way, he came out of the game hey, healthy. I'll that's take, what you can be happy about. I'll take with fifty. That. I'll take fifty yards on fifteen attempts with a touchdown, and just remove the long, the long. Uh, well, it was that one. Wasn't <laughs> Do you know, you're just gonna pick and choose what you want. Yeah, I'm gonna literally do, like I can make stats say anything I want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm trying to make it say too. But no, I mean the the important part here is that James Conner had 16 carries while Benny Snell had three. Right. Yeah, that's the. And that's you know who the other guy was that coming into the season was Jalen Samuels. What happened to him? Yeah, he's gone. So it was funny too. Tomlin came out before the game and said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna split the carries this week." And and then they go well, straight Snell, Connor. Snell fumbled too. So and I don't know at what point in the game he fumbled, but I'm sure that's attempts. that's not that's not helping his cause. And then uh, from the receiving perspective as yep. well, Deontay Johnson appears to be the guy. I mean that that's a big week. And then who I love seeing performing, a guy I was big yeah. on in the draft was Chase Claypool. I thought you were gonna be excited about I, Claypool. I I told you the. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers are fantastic at drafting wide receivers, and this is just more evidence of it. He caught an 84-yard touchdown, which is his whole stat line. You know, three for 88 and 84 came on one play, but he ran a great route and got open. Beautiful. Yeah. That's all I want to see from a rookie. Yeah, and 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 I think really all we see from Deontay Johnson is that it kind of makes Juju not that locked in 10 to 12 target a week kind of player, and it makes Juju a little bit more – uh, up and down throughout the rest of the season. I still think Juju is by far more talented than Deontay Johnson. But yeah, he should be in your lineup every week. The guy who it really impacts, I think, is James Washington. He's a guy that no longer oh, has a spot on rosters. You know? Yeah. No, I agree, and I, I actually I love the fact that Deontay Johnson shows up because, and I don't think it takes too much away from Juju because they both, or when when you look at Antonio Brown when he was there with Juju, they both helped each other. Like they really did feed off of each other, and I think that that's something that is really going to help uh, both of them going forward. They, they they run similar routes, and I think that it's going to be something that they can use going forward. And Johnson might be a guy out on waivers. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure he's on. Your mind. He, I, don't, he is, I don't know. If he's there, then that's where you're spending your fab. Right. Um, yeah, so Ebron didn't mean anything. Um, did you guys see Melvin Gordon's diving catch? No, I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of deviating it. from any of these uh, notes we have. Okay, so you did or didn't see the Gordon I, catch? I saw the Gordon catch. Yeah. It was pretty good. That was a very good yeah. catch. Um, obviously, Drew Locke's hurt. Uh, Cortland Sutton's out for the year, yada, yada. Uh, but really, overall, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway here is Melvin Gordon looks decent. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's a world beater. But he looks like somebody who is going to return far better value than what you got him in fantasy drafts, which is likely the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, and again, that's a, a function of Philip Lindsay being out, and we don't know how long that's going to be at this point. I don't think we've heard really. Um, it's like two or three weeks. They but say. yeah, I mean, there's, that's two or three weeks that Melvin yeah. Gordon has a chance to just cement himself as the guy. Right. You know, right? And they're not using Royce Freeman, and I think 
Um, I'm not sure where I made the point or whatever, but Royce Freeman is not Philip Lindsay, and Lindsay got the playing time because he's a talented running back. It's not because they want to run a committee. It's just because Lindsay earned it. Yeah, uh, Freeman didn't. And then from the receiving perspective, I know Cortland Sutton's out. He's done for the year. But what was encouraging, as far as Jerry Judy, he converted more of his pass uh, uh, targets to catches this week. But K.J. Hamler ran more than just fly routes down the field. He actually ran routes over the middle. He looked like he was somewhat comfortable out there. You obviously want to see him catch a few more balls, but he looked like he has the potential to be dynamic. So that could be – I mean, Quentin Sutton is still all-world talent, and I don't think that either Judy or Hamler's in a position to replace him yet, but they look like they have the ability to grow into something close to that. But they're both going to be limited by uh, draft Driscoll until Drew Locke's back. Yeah, and, and, right. and I would say that the one player that you could count on with Drew Locke out and then once Drew Locke comes back is going to even go on fire with Sutton out is Noah Fan. Yep. And he, you know, he did get that touchdown. He, it's a whole nother year into the system, and he looks great. He's done everything right. And like I said, he, he could get you through the time without Drew Locke. And you know, once he's back, Noah Fant should be a, a top tight end. Um, all right. <laughs> well, David Blau's still out there. I was, uh-huh. trying, to, I was trying to remember his um, name, just in case they need a quarterback. Because you, you missed uh, – because Jeff Driscoll – was uh, the guy ahead of Blau, or, or actually he ended up performing better than Blau in Detroit. Um, well, big old swing and a miss on the Teddy Bridgewater start. Uh, I mean, the logic was there. He just, you know, turned the ball over more times than I would have liked him to. Hey, 367 yards is still a good day. Well, and, and I mean, I sat there and I said, okay, if he throws the ball 45 times, and he, he, got he, he, didn't, he, he didn't get any scores. He got sacked a lot. He got Five sa- times. Oh, he turned the ball over four, uh, three times, too. Um, okay, it was good to see Brady and Evans figure it out, but there's right. still, I think, some concerns on my end of, of Brady. Uh, I mean, there was a couple balls out there that were head scratchers on why that was the decision, whether it was miscommunication or not. There's a couple ducks out there. He still ended up throwing a pick. He only threw for 220 yards or whatever. So there's still that part of me that looks at Brady and goes, huh, but I think that he's still going to support either Evans or Godwin when they both come back. O.J. Howard got erased. Feel free to jump in whenever. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that O.J. Howard got erased. <laughs> we picked him up and played him in a few leagues. Scotty Miller got erased. So it's yeah, like Scotty that, Mil- whole, that whole circle of trust thing, I guess, Scotty, is not so true. Scotty Miller had like a 40-yard pass uh, TD that he quote unquote dropped, but had to lay out to even get his hands on. Cause I remember watching the game and the announcer like Scotty Miller just dropped that ball. I was like, when you got to extend full body and jump five yards and it hits you in the hands, that's not on you. That's- yeah, you, you, you have not earned yourself a drop just as you in baseball, you would not have earned yourself an error. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, throw me a better ball and maybe I'll catch it. But anyway, I mean, I'll, I'll let it go. But um, um, like I was mentioning in, in our in our preview of this game, Leonard Fournette had an opportunity to run wild because of the Panthers uh, losing all of their defensive linemen before the game, you know? And then, I mean, Jones was involved. He had seven carries, but Fournette was the guy that was busting through, making big, uh, you know, big plays off the bat. I think what he didn't get a touch until midway through the first quarter, and then it was just kind of like, not the Leonard Fournette showing only like 12 carries, but... He was the far more effective running back. Yeah, it's it's Ronald Jones' season is over. It should can't, be, yeah, you can't sell him anymore. And I'm going to get a wash on that damn sit, too, which is just so annoying. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because he snuck in for the touchdown. Because he's stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, 
Okay, David Moore comes back. That's good. Uh, I mean, McCaffrey's out for a while, so that's an issue. I'm seeing here that Jeremy Chin got a carry for the Panthers. Is he not a safety? I don't know. I don't don't think so. Um, David Moore comes back. Robbie Anderson looks fine. I mean, Robbie Anderson looked great. We had question marks about him coming in, willing to take the chance on him. Why are you looking at me like that? So David Moore, I'm assuming. Is DJ, DJ Moore. is DJ Moore's first name David? Uh, sure. It could be. <laughs> sure. David, uh, David, uh, David Jeremiah Moore. You know? I don't know. <laughs> He's got Mike Davis on the brain. Well, I was thinking I was thinking David Moore. And we, I was like, we get over the Seahawks game? <laughs> <laughs> what game are we on? No, DJ Moore, excuse me. Uh, yeah, going he looks, he looks like he's involved, but, which is yeah, nice. Ro- yeah, you were saying, though, Robbie Anderson is just now locked and loaded the number two because he had nine receptions on ten targets, and good old yeah. Curtis Samuel. Yeah, anybody two, who was having that uh, Anderson two receptions was just... Uh, I lose. Yeah, Th- thanks for that second dynasty, Craig, for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you gave me a third, but it's okay. Um, all right, Mike Davis... Uh, we'll talk about that next. Okay, where are we? Where are we here? All right, Car- uh, Cardinals and uh, the football team. Oh, the old football. <laughs> the team. old football team. The Washington. Oh, I was back watching the Washington football team in 2020 with my boys. <laughs> I like that their logo is just a W too. Like in marketing, uh-huh. their marketing team's awful. Oh, like how long did they have? To, I mean, I feel like it was six months they were trying to choose a name. It's just Dan Snyder, like, I'm not going to do that name. Do a W. <laughs> just give me the big old W, George W. And now he's a, like a Texan oil baron. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, but no, I mean. Come, come sit on my lap. <laughs> I mean, they friggin' suck. That's they're all, all there is to it. Antonio Gibson had a, a really nice run where he did get into the end zone. Good right. for him. He's probably, him and uh, Terry right. McLaurin are the only startable uh and I'm still a wait and see on football Gibson. teamers. Yeah, yeah, the football teamers. Uh, I'm still a wait and see on Gibson, and it was good to see McLaurin uh, score and go over 100 yards. Uh, I have zero faith in Dwayne Haskins. That's just that's just kind of where I stand. With he had Haskins. a couple yeah. really nice throws, and they were offset immediately by way more really bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I don't know on the Cardinal side, they they just continue to do Cardinal things. Um, Drake looked great. Drake looks good. Offense looks fluid. Defense looks like they're stepping up when they need to. You know what's I funny mean, too is Drake came out on Twitter or something like that and was like, "All you fantasy players that are upset with me for not having a good day, I'm like, Drake, that's what you think a bad day is because I'll take that every time. <laughs> yeah, I'll take eight and a half points, like <laughs> Dude, plus your receiving work. Yeah, your receiving work. You're around ten points. That's not a bad day, my friend. If that's what you feel like, then I am and in, all bought in. Yeah, and healthy. He stayed healthy. So that's that's big. Kyler Murray looks like a top five QB. Um, so for those of you in one quarterback leagues, this is I I let a couple more weeks go by, and then I try and take that quarterback and slam it down somebody's throat for like a running back and a wide receiver. This might be around that time that you might want to start doing that. Uh, but we'll kind of start talking about that as the weeks go go on. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. I told you he'd have a downtick in production. He did, but not really. I mean, <laughs> but he, had, he had 14 catches in the week one. Of course, he's going to have a downtick. It was the easiest bet I could ever make. But he had eight catches on nine targets, 68 yards and a touch. I mean, that's – if he can put in – if that's his floor for this year, like eight catches, beautiful. Yeah, and Christian Kirk yeah. got involved a little bit. Andy Isabella had a nice play. And Larry Fitzgerald with seven receptions is actually kind of eye-opening. I, I wouldn't have expected it. I think um, he's just taking care of all the underneath stuff because he's, what, seven for he, 50. He, yeah, was in in, the slot. he was in and out 
on the field though. Like so that that's the other thing. They're not out there running these like five wide receiver sets. Right. Um I kept seeing him come in and out of the huddle. Uh, sorry, I have to interrupt for a really important update from the Saints uh, Raiders game. We have a fullback touchdown on the field. Oh, <laughs> Alec and Gold, baby! Oh, let's go. I love me some. Fu- we should see how many fullbacks. Like we never did our we dart throw no, we fullback. We will. No, we won't. We'll just pick it now. We'll just pick them now. Okay. Scotty, Scotty gets. Uh, oh, it was on a pass too. <laughs> it was a pass to a fullback. Even better. Wasn't there another fullback that uh, scored a Cam uh, Newton threw the pass to the fullback uh, on the Pats in the Pats game? There was another oh, one yeah. too. Then Jacob Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. There, oh yeah, there was Let another me one. Some fullbacks. Um, I'm trying to think. Janovich. Is it Janovich from San Francisco? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. All right. I love let's Andy move on. Janovich. Um. Yeah, Kirk is coming off to a slow start. If you're a Kirk owner. I mean, it's a hold and see for me, but yeah, you're not dropping him. We're I've getting, seen him drop. We're, we're I getting, picked him up. <laughs> you should not we're drop him. Close. You should not start him. Which is, yeah. t- it's a very tough position, especially because you probably drafted him in like the eighth to twelfth round, which, like, that's a guy you want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's Chiefs Chargers. Interesting <laughs> game. Oh, the Chiefs look awful. Well, awful. I wouldn't say I'm they hard look to awful. Say they it, looked like this one game awful. I'm, I, yes. I'm sure. very very inclined to say that it was the Chargers that looked good and yeah, forced the Chiefs to look that's, awful. That's though. fair. Because they so, also did really well against their in their last matchup, the Chargers. Right. And the Chiefs, I mean, they didn't have this a terrible stat line. Patrick Mahomes still threw the ball 47 times with 300 yards and two touchdowns. They just made them uncomfortable. They held the ball a lot. They had multiple drives over 10 minutes. Like, that's what you had to do. And who led the charge? Justin Herbert. Right, yes. And then Anthony Lynn comes out and says, Tyrod Taylor's healthy. He's still my guy. He's going to be out there 100%. You, my friend, are Adam Gase. <laughs> uh, no, we I don't need another Adam Gase. I wouldn't say <laughs> that to just... his face, but he's he's creeping close to that territory. Oh, so no. that's going to be interesting because you, you just lost three points. To the, and, and here's the thing. I, I watch the game and I go, what part of this is the Chiefs just can't play good defenses? You know, I, I mean, they, they struggled – uh, against good defenses last year. I mean, they weren't just blowing people away, but really at the end of the day, when you sit down and, and you look at what the, the, the Chiefs game was, it was really what I think most of us would have expected it to be. Tyreek and uh, and Pat Mahomes leading the charge. I think Travis Kelsey got involved. Sammy Watkins got knocked out. Miko uh, Hardman came in. And then... Honestly, to me, in and I think CEH is, is a great talent, but I just think that this is the typical Chiefs, that the lone guy out of the offense is the running back. And that's what I think we saw this week. So I need another week of the Chiefs to really figure out what the hell's going to go on, like how these pieces are going to fall. And CEH takes more work than Damian Williams had last year. That would be my biggest concern right now. It, it, I keep looping back to this. <clears throat> The Chiefs look great in week one against the Texans, but I think, again, it's just the Texans are that bad. Like, maybe the Chiefs aren't. They're going to be good. Don't get, don't get me wrong. They'll probably win 12, 14 games. But this is this is a dogfight against a, an offense with a rookie quarterback and not a ton of talent all over the field. I just think the I'm Chargers not, yeah. have a really good um, core on, on their on their defense, and I'm not really too concerned at all. Uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire start week in and week out from now to week 16. Right. Yeah, don't, 100%. Don't... I mean, even with Clyde, he was, what, 10 for 38. Cool, that's not a great week. But 
It'll get better. And 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 then the other guys, the Hardmans, Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson, all the other guys that were involved and have been involved, I I would never once trust them. No. I won't trust. No, them and I at don't. All. I don't think it's that. I just think it's eye opening to see the Chiefs' offense come out, only score twenty three points. You have, and then it's it's the typical three that we always talk about with the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I just find it interesting that it's a down week for the Chiefs, but it's the same three. That that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. They're all still starts. Like, do not well, listen to me saying this and saying bench your Chiefs whatsoever. No, I wasn't taking what you it's were just, saying. It, it's just an interesting. I just wouldn't be concerned about the whole like, oh, maybe the Chiefs aren't that good. Like they they're they're that good. It's just it's oh, maybe what it sure. is too. Is Chargers defense is filthy. The thing too is yes, Herbert had a great day. But they didn't put up a massive amount of points for the Chiefs to be able to really need to put up that massive amount of points as well. Yes, Mahomes had 47 attempts, but they really didn't run it. So there was just one dimensional play on the defensive side. And that's a really good point because you watch the end of the game when they needed a touchdown and Pat Mahomes just went, okay. Yeah, it, no that's, problem. I'll be out there and get it. It's yeah. like the same thing and it was the AFC Divisional game, I think, last year against Houston. They put on 28 points and like, eight minutes when they have to play they're gonna yeah i mean there were multiple times there was like second and 21 and pat mahomes and i remember vividly the announcer at one point goes he doesn't have to get it all here he can he can just do it get get half of it get it might have been tony romo get half of it back and then worry about it on third down mahomes is like i'm just gonna scramble for it all at once are you kidding me yeah <laughs> what are you stupid and on that play too i noticed that he almost slid like, you could see that he almost slid and then had the awareness to yeah. know that actually if I just take one step left and fall forward, I have the first down. He literally, yeah, I, I'm glad that you remember because that's exactly what it was. He, like, was like, I could slide or just get the first down. And 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 he took not yeah. really that hard of a hit. Like, he's just such a he's such a good guy. All right, so going over to, to the, uh, the Chargers because we spent enough time on it. Uh, Josh Kelly led the backfield in rushing attempts. He didn't actually have a great day. But 23 rushing attempts and then Austin Eckler had 16. That's a fuckload of rushing attempts. Like, yeah. there's a lot between those two if they really want to go in that multi- multiple back set. Now, do I think that what we've talked about, does Kelly take Justin Jackson's job going forward? I'm not sure that this game was the Absolutely. was the game. Absolutely. I don't know how you don't look at what Josh Kelly's done in the last two weeks. So, no, 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 no. I'm saying that Justin Jackson could still be involved. Like, there was that... that notion that Justin Jackson could just be wiped off the face of the earth won't happen again. You know, he, he'll never show up. I mean, Josh Kelly had, you know, a, a great reception that uh, brought his numbers up a lot. And, you know, he, he ended up producing a good fantasy day, but he did have 2.8 yards per carry and his longest run was seven yards. That's not the greatest, um, but they did use two backs. I just think that I'm not sure on a week in week out play from Kelly is, is something that I would get on board with. I mean, Eckler is, but I think a part part of that those rushing totals that you're seeing are them looking at what Houston did well against the Chiefs, which was run the ball in the first half with David Johnson, and then they got away from it, and then the game got away from them, and they went, "We're not going to let this happen. We're going to run the ball the whole game, and we're going to stick in it." Right. That's what uh, apparently that's how you're going to succeed against the Chiefs on some level. I mean, they only scored 20 points, but they were in this game. That's what's important. I mean, they they did put a good blueprint together of how to beat the Chiefs. And yeah. and and I think that is where it is. Now, if you get a team with a little more talent on offense, they might be able to pull it off. Yep. 
Um, okay, I just want to talk about Herbert real quick because if they go back to Tyrod Taylor, I'm nervous for Keenan Allen. If they stick with Herbert, I'm very happy with my Keenan Allen shares. Yes. Uh, so that and, was the and Henry Herbert. too, and Henry. I don't. I didn't. Henry see didn't do very well with Tyrod Taylor, but he did do he, six he, for eight for eighty three. Exactly. Yeah, Herbert looked good. He looked confident. He looked like he was. Making the right. He reads. had a nice bootleg uh, run right into the yeah. end zone. Oh, too. dude, he knocked. A, he, well, not well, that play, the, but he knocked a guy out. The defensive player out. Yeah, the defensive player got up and bounced off him. Where am I? He is a better throwing Josh Allen. I, I, very I very similar for size. fantasy. I don't. I mean, that's very similar size. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, all right, Ravens Texans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whole lot of running. Yeah. A whole lot of running and a whole lot of guys doing it. G- Gus Edwards a whole lot of guys led the team in carries. I, I don't you, like that. It doesn't. <laughs> this is, again, it's becoming running back territory that you don't want any part of. It's three guys that are solid. Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Fantastic. Love to have one of them. But you don't know who's going to do anything weekend. J.K. Dobbins went from last week where he had he led the team in carries with 23 carries and had two touchdowns to this week having two carries for 48 yards. But only two carries. They went, oh, sick, long run for 44 yards. Okay, we're done. Well, and he got the goal line work. And then they didn't give him the goal line work. And I, I'm just sitting there. They were on the goal line a couple times ago. Hey, here we go. The J.K. Dobbins start's going to hit. And it didn't. No. Nope. And then it was Mark Ingram. And then it was Gus Edwards. And, and then you know, Lamar Jackson was like, I'll take 16 of these. Like, there's just no way of knowing who it's going to be. And until either one of them gets hurt or <laughs> something happens, you almost got to stay away from it. Like one of them is going to be startable, but I don't know who it is. I think it's. I think Ingram's still a weekly starter. But. I would think so too. And actually, I was laughing a little bit because I didn't look at the averages. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins twenty-four yards a carry. Granted, that's just two rushes. But Mark Ingram had nine attempts, and I'm like, he had six point yards. You know, a carry. Why aren't they using him more than Gus Edwards? Well, Edwards had seven point three. They all did great. The only person who has a running back line is Lamar Jackson who had 3.4 yards of carry he's a quarterback <laughs> 16 what attempts. is he running between your tackles son of a bitch um and to note Mark Andrews just missed a touchdown yeah just missed a touchdown um Houston's in trouble this is an issue yes, this is a big are. problem and it's a big problem for David Johnson because you could see that David Johnson had absolutely nowhere to run I know that we've talked about the Ravens defense is you know one of the best defenses in the league um, I just thought that they were going to do more with David Johnson in the passing game. And they Deshaun, Deshaun was looking for him multiple times. He missed David Johnson wide open on a uh, – David Johnson was split out wide, and, and he missed him. So – but Watson doesn't have any time to pass either. That's a, The Texans' offensive line is awful. They give up two first-round picks for their left tackle that has not done well at all. Yeah, that's sad. That's um, Bill O'Brien. On that the doesn't side, surprise me. On the bright side, Brandon Cooks had a decent game, five for ninety-five. Yeah, Cobb he, showed up, but Cobb showed up because Will Fuller went down. Right? Yeah, annual and then, tradition. And so Aikens yeah. was a guy that I think we we talked about from the first Thursday night game. We watched the game, and um, you know he was someone that I, we may have thought of putting on the waiver wire, but we didn't because he's a tight end. He's a number two tight end, but seven receptions on seven targets and fifty-five yards. If he does, if Darren Fells, you know, goes away or, or if, if Aikens really just takes the job, that would be a good guy to look at because he really is an athletic tight end um, that was doing, he was performing pretty well. And that was, that was another point I just wanted to make. Yeah. Fells got the TD though. That's the, yeah. That, and of course, and of course, right. Fells got the TD. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold Watson, but don't start him. That's, that's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah. He's, I, I think I mentioned he's becoming 
close to unstartable, which is droppable territory. I mean, right, right. When you when when you and that that that's a good point, and we mentioned it earlier. But in a one quarterback league where a guy is becoming not startable, he's becoming not rosterable. Exactly. Um. All right. Game of the week. Uh, our our beloved Patriots lost to the Seahawks. Now. None of us, I think, could have guessed that this was going to happen, that it was going to be 35-30 Seahawks. The Patriots looked phenomenal. I say coming into this game that the Patriots lose by two touchdowns. I'm counting it as a moral victory because of how much better I thought the Seahawks were. I use the term thought as in past tense, as in the Patriots are going to play with every team in the league this year. I don't care who's on the roster. They looked fine. They Sure, they let up 35 points. The Seahawks are a unit on offense. My concerns right. about the Patriots are mostly on the offensive side for us. I didn't think we were going to be able to get anything done. Cam Newton comes out and throws the ball 44 times for almost 400 yards. Yeah, because Julian Edelman played his freaking ass off. Yeah. yeah. So they mentioned on the broadcast at one point that Julian Edelman had a career day in uh, receiving yards, the highest of his career. I was like, when? Where? What, what game have I been watching that I missed this happening? And then I went back and watched it again, because that's what I do after Patriots games, watch it second time through. And I was like, Damn. This guy's all over the place. Yeah. And he looked like, in the beginning, he kind of looked like he was hurt. He might have been shaken up. I don't know what it was, but he just put it together. He said, yep. you know, whatever. Here's my and, nuts. They're on the table. And yeah. it was it was so good to see, too, that he was also able to get to Bird, who I thought looked great. You know, granted, uh, you know, he didn't blow away the stat sheet, but he looked great. Yep. You know, six for 72 yards is good, really, for a wide receiver. And then Nikhil Harry, 12 targets. Eight yep. for 72 yards. Like, the, here's the problem with Harry. I got to see this kid break a friggin' tackle. Yeah, there were yeah. so many times he where he gets touched. Just, like, he gets brushed on the shin and looks like he got hit by a 50 cal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but other, um, other news, Cam Newton didn't have to run the ball 15 times. He ran an 11, which is nice. And most of them were goal line looks. So he's a little bit less hurt, hopefully, or a little, little less injury risk. And then uh, the, the Damari Bird comment that you made, I think, was perfect. He looked fantastic, except for... The one where Cam Newton threw the pick on, I think yeah. that uh, first it was Dunbar almost had one, and then the replacement for Dunbar when he was right. hurt comes in and picks it off. It was a soft route. There was no hard break. It was like he kind of rounded it off on an out route. The guy read it since you know before they even freaking snapped the ball. It was the easiest pick that Cam has probably ever thrown in his career. It's just you can't you can't have that. And what I was expecting to see the whole time, and I was texting one of my buddies like. You see a guy jump around like that. How do you not throw a double move on the outside at some point? How does he not fake out and head up the field for a streak wide open? Right. Well, I mean, they you never saw it. Maybe yeah. yeah. It's the Patriots. You know what they probably said? We'll do it in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get complicated then. Um, the one thing just to point out is uh, James White. Both of his parents, um, his father passed away in a car accident. His mom was in critical condition. Didn't end up being at the game. Um, yeah. But that aside, you know, it, James White, you insert him into this offense. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been. Huge. I mean, it's, it's, that's a massive. I mean, Sony Michel looked like crap. He's it, so bad, man. And he this is an offense that, hole. yeah, he doesn't. And they need a running back who is athletic, like, like a James White, because of what Cam Newton wants to do the ball. I mean, they were down on the goal line. And you see Cam just clearly doing a quarterback draw, but you know it's it's designed as in as a run option. We didn't have Sony uh, uh, Sony Michelle standing next to him. Yeah, yeah, Cam's gonna try and take the ball, and you know what I mean. Like when you have James White, you have that threat. So oh, hundred percent. Even with uh, they there was a third down, and they tried to run a power option with Rex Burkhead, and they lost like four yards. It's like 
I would so much rather see James White out there, and I'm sure everybody would, and so would James right. White would rather see James out White there. would have rather been out there. But yeah. there are certain things that you know Trump football and losing both of your parents in a horrific, unexpected car accident is one of those. So he gets a pass. You know, hope, hope for the <laughs> I best. I hope so. <laughs> okay, hoping hoping for the best for his mom. Maybe she'll pull through. That'd be fantastic for him. But it's just from a football perspective, you can't. I I freaking hate Rex Burkhead. I said it well, before. and and this He's is so bad. I, and I just don't want a they lot of people reading bad. into the game and saying, "Wow, there was no running back worth owning." Like you know, Nikhil Harry is going to be going nuts, and Damari. Bur- I, I think it's going to be the typical three, right? It's Newton, White, Edelman. I mean, and then Harry's a wait and see bench stash for for us for right now. I I think yeah. unless you guys feel differently. No, no I, this I was I think game plan two was week one. Let's run it at Miami because we can win that way. Week two, let's throw it to to show the NFL that we can throw it. And just to confuse the the uh, you know opponents going forward, there, there is also we were down two touchdowns at one point or close, close to. Sure. It, so. so I mean, we were passing almost right away. Yeah, um, I mean, forty four attempts. You had to be passing the whole yeah. game. Um, all right, and then Russell Wilson, and and I, I just I actually honestly just want to skip over everything and just go to DK Metcalf and the dog fight that he got into with yeah. Stephon Gilmore. That was some fun stuff to watch. You love to see it if you're a Patriot fan. You love to see it if you're a Seahawks fan because one of the knocks on DK was that he was soft. Soft. That that he does doesn't not, look soft. No, no. He, he what he was illegally choking Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it went, right. But yes. you know what? I don't care. That's fantastic. I love to see it. That's heart. That, right. Right. You cannot fake heart, and that's what it was. You know, it's Stephon it. Gilmore. I guarantee he was talking shit to him, running his mouth. I'm the number one quarterback in the league. I'm now defensive player of the year. And DK Ways that he ever seen me run a post, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that first touchdown he scored was so impressive. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, yes, he he ran straight. A lot of people are like, oh, he, he ran straight. No, he didn't. It was a he hell actually, of a catch, too. He, he didn't, and he didn't burn Stephon Gilmore. They were next to each other the entire time. The ball had to be tracked, and he had to slow down just a teeny bit and caught the ball through Gilmore's arm. It was almost like a Madden glitch. Yeah, Gilmore was swatting at it, and... DK still brought like still brought it in concentration. Athleticism. It was concentration exactly. That's what I think was the most impressive thing. Yeah, and, uh, out of that, and it was a post route, but beautiful, good. It works. Yeah. I, I'm just happy to see DK show some sack and go and slap the number one cornerback in the mouth and yeah. say, "I'm better than you." And and I mean, as a Patriots fan, I I hated it. Like I I was not I did not appreciate much of it. Oh, but I'm screaming at my TV. All this guy does is be big and fast. <laughs> yeah, he can't do anything. But DK Metcalf right now looks everything like DK Metcalf was advertised be, yeah. to be. Tyler Lockett is benefiting from that, and then Russell Wilson just saying, "You you go be a dog." You be a little sneaky guy underneath, and I'll, I'll get the ball to both of you. The one that he threw to Tyler Lockett in the back of the end zone when he was rolling beautiful. out and threw yeah, back yeah. across his body into the uh, – beautiful. And then the David Moore dime in the corner. David Moore just comes out of nowhere. That's I was talking about that yeah, in, the, exactly. in the Carolina game. And But to, to get his feet in there, that's just ultimate trust in your receiver. He threw it up, said go get it. A spot where only his receiver could get it. Jason McCourty had no play on it. He tried, couldn't get there. It's just yeah, friggin' what do you do? I mean, the guy has faith in all of his receivers. He threw a touchdown to Freddie Swain. Who? Freddie Swain. Like it's tight end for Dallas. <laughs> Used to be. Yeah. It's just like so much for Disley and uh Olsen, right? Yeah, it's just out of control. I mean, Russell Wilson is, I would say, the best quarterback in the league right now, above Mahomes, above everybody else, above uh He's he's yeah. always been that guy. Like he's always been a gamer. He has always been so, and I 
I, I feel like every year we have this conversation at the beginning of the year, and it's just like then he just like goes unnoticed. It's, it's like something happens and people forget about. You know what I said last year on the broadcast, uh, or sorry, last night on the pro- broadcast. He has never had an MVP vote, not even a vote. Isn't that crazy? Which is nuts. Like yeah, you right. wouldn't get one vote for a guy who's consistently been this good. And Collinsworth said, "You know why I didn't get one? Because I was gonna mail my yes. ballot, in, and then I didn't make it in time." <laughs> it's like God, freaking Chris Collinsworth. Uh, he's a he's and a this joke. is and this is honestly the first time I think in his career he's had two wide receivers that he can count on because usually it was just Doug Baldwin, and when Doug Baldwin wasn't there, it was DK Metcalf's first season, and Doug Baldwin was hurt a lot. Uh, so there was. Uh, honestly, I think this is going to be a fan-fucking-tastic year for us. And this is where I like to mention just a, a general usual reminder. The Patriots could have had DK Metcalf, Lamar Jackson, and Nick Chubb. Yikes. <laughs> Whoops. Um, all right. Let's uh, – okay. Oh, excuse me. Uh, one more thing to note. Uh, Chris Carson is doing absolutely nothing for us to think that he is not the starting running back in Seattle and that right. Carlos Hyde would take anything from him. So. No. Um, what do we got for an update? I am not watching the Saints Raiders. It is right now. seventeen to seven, and that's pretty much it. Two minute, two minute warning. Seventeen to seven. Who's who scored the TD for? Who's what, what's? I could tell you. Give me a little Sorry, bit more Saint, than that. Saint, Saint seventeen, Raiders seven. Uh, I believe Kamara scored the touchdown. Jared Cook scored a touchdown. Kamara scored a touchdown. And honestly, I have no idea who for the Raiders. It was scored the uh, the fullback Ingold. Oh, Ingold. Okay, there okay. you go. Awesome. All right. Well. Do we have any closing remarks? We get to go over all these injuries in our next podcast, so yeah, you that's can stay be tuned one. for that. That's I don't want to do it. Yeah, Scotty's not even here yet. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty will be here. Maybe he's just trying to erase all of the. Scotty injuries. actually texted and said that he's not going to come tonight. All right, well, we're going to end it on that one. We're Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, what are the things I say? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY, Top Shelf Fantasy.com. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.